in a world where jobs are how most people make money. One man, one desire, one challenge dares to break the mold. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where we don't work for money. Money works for us. Coming soon, viewer discretion advised. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manassero. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network. I'm your host, Bill Manassero, and this is a show where 50-plusers and anyone else who wants to join us get solid no-sales pitch real estate investing advice to help generate real cash flow. This podcast airs twice weekly on Mondays and Fridays, and if you aren't already a subscriber, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, type in Old Dogs, spelled D-A-W-G-S, find our podcast, and subscribe. Well, we got a great guest for you today, a gentleman who is, uh, gosh, he is just, he's in a lot of things, um, but, uh, you know, one of the key areas that he's in is in uh, finance and investments and retirement. I'm talking about Damien Lupo. He is the best-selling author of a dozen books on personal finance, investment, and retirement strategies. He is on a mission to free one million people from financial bondage. He hosts the Financial Underdogs podcast, ripping conventional wisdom apart for the Main Street investor looking for truth about money and investing. Not only has he started 50-plus companies, but he also founded his own martial art, Yokido. And Damien uh, developed the ultimate um, investor retirement tool, also called EQRP, and hopefully we'll talk about that as well. His strategy gives individuals total control of their retirement money to invest in real assets like real estate, gold, and crypto. Well, Damien, welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network. So good to be here. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's great to have you on. I've been uh, interested in having you on for for a while. I'm glad it finally uh, connected here. This is great. Um, Well, you know, I thought, uh, you know, I kind of did a little rundown there on your background, but uh, I know our audience likes to to, you know, get the behind the story about our guests. And uh, maybe you could just tell us your story, you know, where you're from and and, uh, how you kind of moved into this uh, area that you're in today. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm from Alaska. I grew up there in, in the, the last frontier. I, my, my last job up there, last kind of uh, real real job before I went off and did all the, the startups and everything else was working in the oil fields where I had to literally dodge polar bears because if you didn't notice them and you were moving, they would eat you. 
So that's one of those things where people oftentimes think if they make a mistake with their work or their investments, they're going to be eaten or dead or something. And truly, this was one of those jobs where if you made a mistake, you could be eaten by by the adversary called the polar bear. <laughs> oh, gee whiz! <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that's a uh, you know that a uniquely strange uh, work environment that I don't really recommend, but uh, it's, it's part of it's part of the story. After I did that, I, I realized that I, if if I didn't do something. I was probably going to turn my brain into bush. And I think that that's unfortunately how a lot of people are with their, their work. They just go through routine motions and they're not really growing. And, and so as a entrepreneur, I, had, you know, I was compelled to go out there and, and start doing something. Uh, that started off with some, some uh, insurance uh, businesses that I had. And, and then that, that transitioned into real estate, which is where I spent the 2000s for almost a decade. Took basically a, a, a house that I charged on my credit card, took that and turned it into a $20 million portfolio. And then in 2008, took the $20 million and turned it into negative five. So basically a $25 million loss in 12 months. And wow. and that was one of the greatest gifts that uh, was ever given to me, was, was going through that process. And it was a lot of, a lot of blood, a lot of tears, a lot of pain uh, with me, with investors. And and it's, it's one of those things that you realize, okay, there's not very much that's going to that's gonna, uh, take us out completely. There's just going to be things that give us a lot of useful tools and learning. And, and that's, that's what this was. And, and one of the biggest, one of the biggest lessons there was uh, that it, there's whatever we're doing has to be more than just money because money is really a side effect of impact and, and uh, useful value that you create for other people. And, and I didn't realize that I was just chasing money. So I mean, all this money and had my Ferrari and, this, this really fun high-speed lifestyle. And then when it all went away, plus some, and I'm moving out of my car and homeless, the questions came up, what am I going to do next and different? Am I going to do, am I going to learn how to like be a different person or am I just going to go out, go out there and, and do real estate better? And what I decided about five years later after this timeout box I was in finished was that there was a, a bigger role for me to play in, in helping people become financially free. And it was, so the mission that, that you mentioned in the intro is that I'm on a mission to, to free a million people from financial, financial bondage. And a lot of that came from my experience. Plus watching my parents both play by the rules and retire broke and then die basically broke. I don't think that that's, that that's what we're here to do to work our whole lives and then to, and struggle and play by the rules and then just be enslaved in the matrix. So the work I do now with retirement is really about giving people the tools and the confidence to be able to create, investments that they understand, not just once they hand their money over to you and hope it all works out, but really building the the, the muscle around all of this investing. And it gives them the, the tools with the EQRP to be able to control their, their destiny and not just be at the will and whim of, of Wall Street. How oh, fascinating. And uh, what exactly is EQRP? So EQRP is the gold standard in self-directed retirement accounts. It's a unique type of of retirement account, it's a type of 401k that that people can take all of their retirement money, 401ks and IRAs and and 403bs, whatever you, people have, they can put them into this the system, and it allows them to actually have control of it. Whereas you used to be able to do that with IRAs, you can't do it legally with IRAs anymore because the rules changed in 21 um, when the court said you can't have control of your money the same way that they people used to. And and so this gives people the ability to take their money and invest their retirement money tax-free forever, even beyond their death, in things like real estate and crypto and, and gold and all that stuff. 
and, and it works for individuals, it works for people that have 100 employees. It's, it's the only one of its kind in America that gives people at any different level the ability to grow and then live tax-free forever. God, that's great. Now, does it um, have the same restrictions as standard retirement plans in terms of contributions and so forth? It's sort of um, a lot of retirement plans. They all they all have certain rules in the tax code, and then what happens is people that prepare the plans restrict the plans further because they're trying to get people to do certain things like only invest in mutual funds. So in terms, and then even how much you can invest, so um, and how much you can contribute. And so this plan, to give you an example, uh, an individual, each individual can contribute up to sixty-seven thousand per year if they're over age fifty, like a lot of the, the listeners. And and that amount can be done if, if somebody makes as little as little as seventy thousand dollars a year in income. So it's uh, it has the same max caps for contributions and some of the, the same rules. We just give people all the flexibility and all the choices, whereas a lot of other plans are built with super restrictions, and that's really to benefit Wall Street. Right, right. Well, that's that's interesting. I mean, uh, do you say sixty-seven thousand you could contribute? Yeah. Yeah, sixty-seven thousand five hundred uh, for twenty twenty-two is is what somebody can put in uh, if they're over age fifty this year. That's, I mean, that's very different than you know <laughs> the, the the you know the plans that I know about. That's that's great. Is this a platform? Um, how, it, I mean, what is? It, I mean, it sounds like you know I don't know. If it sounds like an app or something. But is there like a website you go to to connect with this? Basically, what's happening is we're using tax code. So it's, it's a platform that we build um, to to support people and, and allow them to to navigate uh, with, with custom banking and custom software. And it, it's using the tax code and a unique, uh, a unique type of retirement account inside the tax code. And we just, we built it differently. And that's the kind of the, one of the questions that comes up, people will say, well, so are all, are all these retirement accounts the same? And I say, well, it's kind of like asking if all the cars are the same and, and they might all have four wheels, but that's kind of where it ends because the engine and the software and, and the experience of using it is what differentiates one thing from the next. Yeah, interesting. Um, you know, one thing that that um, really kind of got me in in just your your background is, uh, yeah, I, I know a lot of folks right now that um, retirement age. I mean, that's kind of the focus of our our podcast. And uh, but uh, you know, many people that just been hit really hard with what the market's been doing, and uh, you know, some wondering whether or not it's really going to ever recover. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I, I, you you mentioned that. Uh, you know, part of what you're focusing on is, you know, to get, uh, you know, get back, you know, from Wall Street, what you've lost. And uh, what, what do you mean by that? Well, Wall Street's a big casino. I mean, let's let's be honest. There's no control and you just hope, hope markets will be up when you actually want to take your money out. People oftentimes, when, you, when we think about the messaging from Wall Street, if the markets are down, people say, this is a long-term hold. Don't sell when it's down because then you've actually taken a loss. And when the markets are up, they say don't don't sell out because you're on a roll. So there's never an actual exit that Wall Street says is a good idea. And the reality is, it's always a good idea to exit when you have something that you can control. And so the the idea being that once you start building a muscle around alternatives, if you will, all you know the real estate and and all these other things, startups, private equity, all these things that are available that are legally allowed you realize, oh, I can actually control and design my destiny and not just have a theoretical idea that I might have money based on the Wall Street model of 8% growth a year, which is an absolute farce. And, and it's not real when you talk about the Wall Street fees, which will eat 
60 to 80 percent of the actual uh, profits, according to John Bogle, who was the founder of Vanguard. And that's just that. I mean, that's that's a great system for Wall Street, but it screws the person that actually invests in it. So getting the money out is the key. Getting the money out of that system and, and into, into your hands to invest directly is, is the key. Now, do you provide people with um, those types of investments that that you know will uh, have longevity and uh, you know good returns and so forth? Well, so what we do is we, we provide people the tool and then a lot of resources for people that are doing uh, putting deals together. We provide a lot of education around. The, the biggest thing is is that Wall Street is set up as a, here, just give us your money and go away, and we'll just we'll rob you, and we'll, we may be giving you some of your money back and maybe a little return down the road. We're giving people the education and, and the connections, the network. And if you think about these, these social platforms, like whether it's Facebook or meetup it's all about networks that's the the biggest the, the biggest value in any of those and so our our system is set up to give people access to other people that are self-responsible and access to deals access to the education to learn how to be a, a savvy investor and so it's a lot more than a tool like we're not just handing the keys to the car and saying good luck hope it works we're actually there in the car with people we've got a community in the back seat it's we're all working together and it, that's a different philosophy. Most financial institutions are about how much they can peel off of people's nut and then basically give them a bunch of online FAQs. And that's kind of where it ends. Right. Um, I mean, do you help them plan, uh, you know, based on their, their particular financial situation? We do. We, we spend a lot of time one-on-one. And so it's the, the organization, the EQRP company, is very high touch. It's most financial institutions out there and, and companies are trying to figure out how to use AI automation and outsourced overseas labor and really putting all of it, all the onus and responsibility on other people. And then they're basically just supposed, they're supposed to follow a bot. So we, what we do is we spend a lot of time one-on-one designing people's plans and, and giving, empowering them with the truth. Most people don't even know where they are. They might think they have half a million or a million bucks in mutual funds, but they don't really understand what that means for their actual financial freedom. They don't understand what it means for their their runway, how long they have to where they could invest and live and not not be homeless. So we spend a lot of time when we be, when we first developed this relationship and started with giving people clarity on on what's really true, what what's coming, the trajectory they're on, and and how to adjust things and and what they need to learn and how they need to grow to to be empowered empowered by their you know their what, what what they see as their vision and not just what some institution says is, is the vision that they should have. What kind of investments uh, are you, you know, at least uh, turning people toward that, uh, yeah, that seem to make more sense and, than uh, you know, mutual funds and, and the kinds of things you'll get from Wall Street? We, we ask a lot of questions. So we don't really have the answers going in. What we do is we say, here's all the things that are available that are legally allowed. And then we start asking questions for, so we can figure out what makes sense for somebody. And, and really what makes sense is, is understanding who you're investing with and uh, what, what the core is behind the thing. So whether it's, whether it's an apartment or it's a startup or it's Bitcoin or whatever it is, it, it's figuring out if, it's, if there's an alignment between the investment and the investor. And that really starts with the philosophy of the investment as well as the team, the people that are, that are driving it. The, uh, most people realize at some point in their careers when they're investing that real estate is not just real estate. Real estate is about the people. It's about the people operating it. It's about the people that are making decisions. And so that's what that piece that most people miss. They think if I see a spreadsheet and the numbers look good, then I'm good. And that's 100% wrong. It's about the people. 
because you can you can take a great investment and have bad operators and it's going to be a bad investment. On the other hand, if you have a, a an okay investment or even a bad investment, but you have great operators, then you can turn you can turn the chicken crap into chicken salad. And so, like, there's some ways to be able to um, make investments work if you have the right people. And that's that's one of the missing steps. And so, we help people understand how to vet their their deals and and make sure that they're going in there with a high likelihood of success. Now, w- would you consider yourself financial planners or or in that realm or? Uh... Or position yourself differently. No, financial planning is is really what it's a trained system to sell people life insurance and stocks. I mean, most people are financial planners, and there are some that do more than that. But that's that's really when, when people think that they're they're getting some financial planning. What what most people really need is they need financial mentors and financial coaches that are savvy enough to understand markets, macroeconomics, to understand investing that are that are rich from their own investing that aren't just people that went and got a degree because I, I see a lot of people that have MBAs and they have CLUs and all these different fancy credentials. And yet they make all their money by commissions. And I don't have a whole lot of trust in somebody that's making all their money selling me something. I want to know that they've made money off the thing that they're actually selling, meaning that they're investing and they're making their investments are doing well. It's a different philosophy. Like when we talk about deals or education, it's stuff that we're doing. If somebody says, well, what should I do? And I'm like, I have no idea. I can tell you what I do. And so it's a very different conversation. Most financial planners and advisors are going to tell you what their their uh, upper management has told them to to say based on the sales pitch that they can use to make the most commissions. So we just have a different philosophy. It's it's definitely not financial advising. It's mentoring and and it's really it's, it's building a team around somebody's vision for their life. So you in more of a fiduciary role? Fiduciaries are. I wouldn't call it that because a fiduciary is really responsible for somebody's money. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, and in, in this case, what we're doing is we're, it's almost when you think about coaching or mentoring, you're, the, the job of a coach or mentor is to ask questions to pull the right answers out of somebody and then give people ideas to where they can go explore. And then you're empowering people and trusting them to make good decisions. A lot of times fiduciaries are the ones that are handed money and, and they're told, well, just do the best you can and make me money. And, and that's kind of how it is. We, we don't manage people's money. We we're, our, our job with the EQRP is to give people control over their money and then give them all the tools in the world and, and permission basically to go out there and, and make the decisions and then walk them through those so that they're in compliance with all the different rules and, and governance issues that they might have. So it's, it's more, it's more about having somebody as like a navigator and versus somebody that's driving your car. Uh, we're we're going to be in the side seat or in the back seat, but we're not going to be in the driver's seat. That's always the, the client's job. Right. Right. Well, it's a business, though. I mean, you've got to be making money doing it. So, um, I mean, is it you're selling time? Uh, what, what? Where are you? You know, where are you making the money from? So, what what we do is is we we set up the retirement accounts for people, and then uh, there's there's a, an investment to set it up, and then there's an annual investment. And both of these are fixed. They depend the the amount of the investment depends on whether somebody's by themselves with spouses, kids, uh, businesses, employees. So it does, it varies in terms of what it is, but it doesn't vary based on asset sizes or anything. So whatever it is, it might be fixed. It might be $700 per year and that's fixed, or it, it could be um, different if somebody's had like a hundred employees and, but it's very transparent. And I think that's one of the most important questions is, can I predict what it's going to look like? Am I going to be able to predict the service? And am I going to be able to predict the cost? Because what we've what we've seen in the financial industry is just 
schedules and, and massive uh, amounts of, of lines of fees for everything that you, you can't even imagine. And then all of a sudden you just get charged. Well, IRA companies typically are like that where they, if there's a fee for everything. If you call them up, it's a $25 fee. If you, if you want to write a check, it's a $50 fee. It's like, it just, they, they nickel and dime you, which is what John Bogle was talking about in large part when he said the founder of, of Vanguard said that the investor makes, takes on all the risk, puts up all the capital and ends up losing 80% of the profits to the system, which is the, the management company, the financial institution and the government. So that's not really a fair, that's not a fair trade. It's inappropriate in my opinion. Right. You know, again, you're trying to free people up. That's your, your mission here. And do you kind of start off with sort of re-educating folks or, or how, how does it sort of begin that relationship? Yeah, I mean, the, the, it really starts off with a question. The question is, does somebody want to take responsibility for their, their money and their financial life? And and people will often say that they have a lot of constructs or they have belief systems around, I don't have enough money or I'm not smart enough. And and I can tell you as as someone who barely graduated high school, with a, my first investment being $6,000 as a down payment that I took on a credit card as a cash advance, I took that and turned it into the 20 million. So with no college education and a, and a visa card with a real small limit, I took that in five years and, and created $20 million. So the, our job is to give people permission to, to literally design and dream up whatever it is that they want in their life in terms of their financial that that piece and what most people have been told is that if you if you have a certain education then you can have a certain amount of life if you if you have a certain amount of money saved up at 50 or 60 then you could have a retirement and the reality is it's more about it's it's the philosophy of of taking responsibility and i say that because i've with thousands of clients i've seen the people that have succeeded and it wasn't the ones that came in with millions of dollars it's the ones that came in with 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 determination and grit and responsibility those are the ones that have created financial freedom that are literally living on their on their terms and not somebody else's like like Wall Street or the government. Right. What, what kind of instruments do you steer people to if, if it isn't, you know, the market? But the way that the tax code is set up, it gives people the option to invest in almost anything. And so the question is, what's in alignment? So if somebody says, well, I really like apartments and we say, great, like, let's figure out how to get you deep into apartments. If they say, I really like cryptocurrency, then awesome. Then that's that's a better place. It's really figuring out what makes what's in alignment with somebody's their values and and what they're going to be interested in. Because if somebody's if it's in alignment value wise and they're interested, they're going to spend a lot of time getting smart about it. And if it's just a great, exciting, it's going to make you twenty five or thirty percent or whatever that number is, but you don't really care about it and you're not going to spend any time learning, you're probably going to lose your money because you'll end up getting sucked into something because it sizzles. And so you try to figure out what actually makes sense where people will go deep into it. Gotcha. And and th- does that change or it could change over a course of time, right? I mean, I mean, I know that cryptos had a had a rough road um, uh, recently, and you know, how are you kind of avoiding that, or, or how do you even control that? One of the things that we know is when when you have when you have an emerging technology or or anything um, that's that's coming that's basically starting fresh, and and so crypto, as an example, is is really only been around for the last 13 years. So that's a relatively new, a, a new thing. And we, we can see, I'm a personal believer in, in what's happening. Um, and I, I see the future where it's becoming digital and it's becoming decentralized. So there's, there's a fight between uh, control and freedom in, in the world, uh, between decentralization and centralization, between central banks and decentralized crypto. When, when, whenever you have a war between legacy interests of control 
and freedom, it's going to be volatile. And that's, that's, that's a lot of what you're seeing right now. And you and you always see a lot of speculation in something that's emerging that has a, a, a smaller market cap, which, I mean, crypto, the entire crypto market is only a trillion dollars. I mean, gold by itself is nine trillion. So this, this represents a little blip. And what that means when you have that small of, when the market's that small, it can be very easily manipulated if you have somebody come in and do anything. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons you've seen this, this, these big swings, the big surges up and then the big crashes down. Uh, but it's normal. Anybody that's been in, in crypto for more than five minutes has, has been through, I mean, I've been through six different winters. And when you get detached from the emotions and you look at a macro long-term play, you see that this is, this is important because it represents the potential for freedom versus consolidated tyranny, which is what we're seeing more and more with centralized banks and governments that are trying to put the kibosh on freedom and privacy. Right. Oh, yeah, you got that. <laughs> um, in, in terms of, um, you know, your, your story, you talked about, you know, boom, you went big in real estate and just, you know, took off and then, you know, then lost it all, it sounds like. And, and okay, and that rebuild process is what I'm kind of curious about is um, how did you how did you find that that uh, that direction? And obviously, there's something that you that you have if you're if you're sharing it with people um, on a regular basis that provides a better plan. Well, I mean, here's the thing that that I think that I've learned, and that it's important for anybody that's that's been, they've been beat up, knocked down, or they're rebuilding. I, you you have to for one like one of the biggest lessons I learned was that my my self worth and net worth were not the same thing because I remember when I had my twenty million dollars and I thought oh, this is amazing and I I thought that's who I was and so part of the rebuild was disconnecting those and realizing that there's a lot of value that we can provide regardless of what our balance sheet says and then going out and and saying what is a problem I can help solve what what is a pain point for people I mean if if you just walk out in the street you can see pain everywhere. And it's like, it's not very hard once you, you, you're, you turn your reticular activator on and you start seeing it. It's like when you, you buy a vehicle and you say, this is amazing. And then you look around and you see 400 of them in every direction. You go, oh, they're everywhere. Well, that's the same thing an entrepreneur does with pain. And so when you, when you see the pain out there, you can say, cool, I can go find a solution for this. And, and one of the things that I see all the time is people are just not willing to stick with anything because it doesn't happen fast enough. So you know, whether it's Justin Bieber or Tom Brady, any of the success stories, people that are wealthy, people that are fulfilled, people that have created a massive impact, they're willing to stick with something and they don't give up because it's hard or because it takes more than five minutes or five months. I mean, you know, it's funny, Justin Bieber, as a funny example, it was made a ton of money by the time he was 20, 21 years old. But the reality is he started when he was like three. Right. And most people aren't willing to give it, you know, 15 years, let alone 15 months. So that's one of the keys. If you're going to restart or rebuild, you've got to be willing to commit to something. And you just want to make sure that there's a lot of pain that you're solving. What was one of the mistakes you made early on uh, as you're, you know, again, trying to rebuild um, that uh, you really learned from and actually helped you more, you know, later on? Well, one of, one of the mistakes in, in the early in the early days, I remember having people that either worked for me or partners. And I there were a lot of people that I chose poorly with and people are people are where all the power is. And, and so because I had some bad experiences with partners that stole millions of dollars and, and wow. really bad choosing on my part for employees that were, they, they weren't very skilled. I realized bumbling around by myself, trying to carry everything on my own. And then I learned eventually when I took a risk uh, that on some, on having some people join 
on this mission, I realized, wow, that was the missing piece. It was the team. And so when I switched over and had faith in, in, in great people and said, I'm going to look for the best and, and then making sure people are paid appropriately, all, everything changed. And so, you know, now there's 22 people that are part of this organization and that's, it's a, it's, it's a lot more fun. I mean, there's quite frankly, it's doing something by yourself is, is kind of a lousy, lonely journey. And, and I think when you're, when you step out and you say, I'm going to think bigger and I'm going to bring people in, it actually makes it a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, would you say that that was one of your biggest successes is, you know, uh, you know, making that, that, that shift or were there other things that you did that really made a big difference? I, I think it's, it's, it's bringing people on and then, and empowering them uh, with whatever their, their thing is and giving people a lot of flexibility. If you get great people, Jim, Jim um, Collins talks about this in good to great and built to last, you get great people and then you kind of get out of their way. Mm-hmm. You have a vision. And, and, and one of the things that I think a lot of people make a mistake with is, is either one, they're just, they, they hustle and they don't have vision or they have vision, but they don't know how to work. And the great success stories are people that have vision and can work. And that's the t- kind of the unicorn. Mm-hmm. So you can have big dreams. You also have to have a big work, work ethic, but the, you know, people that are, that just, if, if, if they said, if the rule was the harder you work, the, the wealthier you get, then ditch diggers would be billionaires. And that, that's just not the, the reality. You've got to have vision and, and that, that tenacity and the drive and the, and the, and the hustle. So there, that was one of the things that I, I, I've watched and, and part of the rebuilding was, okay, I'm going to have the vision and I'm going to have the drive and it's, and I'm not quitting on either one of those things. And I, one of the greatest lessons that everybody should take to heart is that you cannot see yourself. You're too close to your own stuff. And so having somebody that you pay to give you feedback that you trust enough and that you pay enough to where there's a pain price, because if, if you talk to your, your cousin or your spouse or your people that love you, they'll tell you what's going to make you feel good. They're not going to tell you the truth just in general. When you have somebody that you've paid real money and you, and you say, what are you seeing? And they tell you your job is to listen and take action. And that's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is investing in that mentor, that, that set of eyeballs that, that you will pay attention to whatever they say. Good point. Really good. You know, our audience are folks that are 50 years of age and older. They're either approaching retirement um, and, and they're kind of concerned about uh, whether or not they're going to be able to play the long game or uh, in you know, cash flow might be part of that mix, or or maybe there's a, just a concern about you know the nest egg that they build that you know they, they can't afford to lose, um, and then you have others that are already retired and and they're kind of already there and they're looking at uh, you know either maintaining what they have or being able to generate uh, you know streams of income. What advice would you have for those folks? I mean, they're not generally going to build an organization like you, you did. Um, right. You know, they're they're just handling their their personal finances. Uh, um, I mean, what, what advice would you have for them? Best thing that people can do is surround themselves by people that are, uh, you can be an investor and not necessarily going out to start an organization, but you want to be around people that are real, that are actually doing the thing that you're, you're doing or attempting to do. And it'll become more natural and more normal. And so the, the, the key is to not be trying to do everything by yourself. I I've seen this over and over where people retire and then they're they're still doing their own taxes and they're they're trying to figure everything out on google and google's not your friend google will tell you what you want to hear it won't tell you what you need to hear and it it won't give you the honest truth it'll give you whatever the contrived version of some marketing pages is going to tell you so 
I see a lot of people not realizing that the key is teams, that the key is, is masterminds, the key is the people that are around you, and you will become those people. And that's, that's the greatest gift anybody can give themselves in terms of like when they're retired is to become part of that, is, is have people where you're getting that feedback. And, and you also realize you're not alone when you stub your toe or you trip and you fall. You have people around you. And, and when, I was, when I lost everything and I was by myself, that was one of the hardest parts. I was by myself. And so I just had to figure it out. And, and sometimes you don't think that it's ever going to end. And, and it really helps when people will say, oh, yeah, I've been through this. And this is, this is normal. And then you go, oh, and you just move right through it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that really key point because uh, you know, some of the most successful men uh, and women out there that have just, uh, you know, that how many times have they gone bankrupt? How many times have they made, you know, poor choices? Um, you know, it's part of the process, right? I mean, in real estate, I learned that, you know, the hard way myself, too. That's right. Um, now, uh, you've, you know, you mentioned you built, you know, how many, 50 companies? I mean, it's, you know, it's huge. Right now, your focus, though, is, is, uh, uh, on on the one company is that correct or are there multiple companies you're you're also still working with? Yeah, so I'm I'm a, I'm a part of a number of different companies on boards and as an advisor and and shareholder and, and different things. This is a this is the primary the primary company. So and that's that's one of the keys for anybody whether you're talking about investing or business. It's being narrowly focused. Whenever I hear somebody saying, "Well, I've got these five different things," and then I watch them go and on a, get on a plane and. And the person that has five companies is going into the coach section that tells me that they're not really doing anything well. The person that has one boring company is the one that's in a first class. And that's, that's because focus is where you can burn through and, and make massive impact. So that's, that's one, of the, one of the things that's, that's really important to not try to go and do this multiple streams of income in the very beginning. Even investments, figure out that one thing and get really, really good at it and you'll do really well and it exponentially grows your returns and, and your ability to succeed versus chasing all sorts of shiny objects in every direction. That's great, great advice. What excites you about EQRP in the future? I think that the, there's, a, that there's an emergence of people that are, are willing and, and interested in taking control and taking responsibility. And this gives people that option. Most people have never heard of the possibility that they could actually own their retirement, that they could control it. So the, the more that more, more that people uh, out there in, in, the, in, in America are seeing this, they're being exposed to it by their friends and neighbors and family, there's, there's a ripple effect. So I'm excited because people are telling people and the community is growing and it's, it, it's gone from hundreds to thousands and now it's into the tens of thousands of people that know about it and use it. And that's, that's really fulfilling, and it's, it, it pushes back a system that's meant to consume people and feed on them and not really support them. This, this is a system for the people, by the people, and it's not, it's not a system that's eating the people. And how does your system you know, work with uh, you know, this incredible inflation? I mean, at all-time highs and, and impending recession and you know, so many other things that uh, we're looking at. Um, are you building in... Uh, various factors there to to allow for you know even a possible crash. Well, that's that's the thing about about being in control of your stuff. You you don't really you don't really care if the market is going up or down or left or right or if there's inflation. You, you're able to adapt to it, and that's there, there's always great opportunities. Uh, it doesn't make any difference if you're in the middle of a war. I, I guarantee you, somebody's getting rich in Ukraine right now, and and people that are engaged are the ones that are doing better than the ones that are sitting there 
afraid and just hoping that they don't get you know destroyed. That's where most people are getting into trouble. They're just waiting. They're watching the news and they're just hoping that they can elect somebody that will save them. And and that's that's how fascists and dictators are elected by people that are afraid. And so I you know I, I see the inflation stuff. I understand when you when when you start looking at the whole world of investments that are out there, you start seeing things that that are that work really well with inflation or deflation. You see things like gold. You see you understand how how crypto is is a it's a, an anti-inflationary type of um, tool because Bitcoin has a finite amount that it can be produced, whereas dollars, it's infinite. And so with technology changing the entire world, everything is – that's a very deflationary event. Technology makes everything cheaper, but then you print money and it's the opposite effect. So when you start understanding the macro and you understand these systems and you're in control of them, you stop worrying about them because you can actually work with them versus having them work against you. That's good. Well, uh, we're kind of zooming by here. Um, we have a segment we call Wrap It Up, where I ask you a, a series of quick questions, kind of like a lightning round, um, resources that have been of value to you. And uh, uh, if you're up for that, we can go ahead and, and wrap it up. Okay. Favorite real estate book? Favorite real estate book? Probably Jorge Perez's book on, on real estate, The Apartment Developer. Hmm, great one. Uh, how about just a favorite general business book? Uh, I would say Mastery by George Leonard is my all-time favorite. And it, it's because it, it realize, you realize that life and business and my, my, my favorite spin, the martial arts world, they're all the same. And once you understand one, you understand everything. And so I would, I would, I would encourage everybody to, to read Mastery by George Leonard. Mm, great, great suggestion. Uh, how about a, a website that you use on a, on a regular basis that uh, has really helped you with your own personal finances? You know, I, I think Evernote is probably, it's a tool, it's a website, it's an app, and it, it helps me with my finances because it, it helps keep things organized. And because we have so many things going on, it's if we don't have organized an organized life, we have a messy life. And if you have a messy life, your finances are likely to be messy too. Mm, good, good point. How about a favorite quote? Mistakes are a gift to you, and so and, um, the, the the more mistakes, the faster you can make them, uh, the, the better your life is going to be. And and you shouldn't be afraid of mistakes because they're they're really just they're gifts wrapped up in pain. So pursue the mistakes and make them as fast as you can. I, I actually agree with that. I couldn't agree more with that. I think that is so true, very true. Um, and this one, and you may have practical uh, application here, but uh, if you lost absolutely everything, all your assets, and you had to start over, knowing what you already know, and you only have $1,000 in cash, what would you do to relaunch your real estate uh, or your relaunch your business? Uh, well, having having lost everything several times and having to start over, uh, the, the the first thing I would do is is I would I would go and and connect with my network because our network truly is our net worth and and part of your network is your experiences and so I would I would take my my network my experience I would I would go out and I would start asking questions what are people stuck with and then I would go figure out how to create value based on my experience I would start with figuring out where the pain was and that could be in any direction but you start with your network start asking people having the conversations and paying attention to what they're struggling with that's that's where that that's where the opportunity is because people are having a problem they have they don't have a solution then you may be able to solve that that's great 
Well, I'm sure there's a lot of folks listening uh, to that, that, that want to find out more uh, about uh, EQRP and and you and and uh, you know what you may have that can help them out. Uh, talk about pain points here. Um, what's the best way for folks to to reach you? Best place to, to visit me is, is eqrp.co, and that's the website. People can get a copy of the of the book I wrote on this stuff, and they can connect with me directly. And so I would I would just uh, to encourage everybody to go get a copy of the of the book on retirement accounts and, and having that control. And that's eqrp.co. Happy to connect people with that book and, and give them a, a Cliff Notes version of it and uh, start the process of education and empowerment. What's the book, book called again? It's called the QRP book. Oh, the QRP book. Awesome. That's great. We'll put a, a link also um, to it. Um, if you know, it's, it's on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon. And, and if you yeah. go to eqrp.co, uh, we'll send you a complimentary copy. Oh, awesome. Great. Wow. Well, uh, you know, man, I could, I could probably talk to you for another, yeah, another 45, 50 minutes. Uh, um, there's a lot uh, of uh, information I'm sure that you could share that'd be of value, but we're, we're kind of up against the clock here. Um, we, we do have a tradition though. We're called the old dogs, REI network. And, uh, um, part of, uh, you know, our initiation, our, our new guests here is, uh, having you close us out with your best old hound dog howl. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you ready for that? I, I suppose so. I mean, never been asked that before, but I guess we're going to do a howl. <laughs> you got it. All right. Well, let's howl away. Ow! Oh, that's a good one. That was definitely good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow. Well, uh, Damien, this has been been awesome um, having you on. I, I really appreciate you coming on and you know, sharing your experience and uh, your background with us and uh, even the painful stuff. You know, um, I think we learn, I think, more from that stuff sometimes than we do from just the success stories. So I uh, really appreciate that. 100% totally agree. It's been my pleasure. Well, thank you. And I also want to thank all our old dog listeners out there for joining us. I know there's a lot of other things you could be doing right now, but the fact that you've taken the time to join us means a lot, and we really appreciate it. Now, please note everything that Damien talked about today can be accessed in our detailed show notes, and that includes links and, and all the other things, especially to his book. Um, and that's all on the Old Dogs website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog, and you can look for the episode with Damien Lupo. Well, that's the show for today. Remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.